Let's fucking do this. Sons of bitches. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, welcome to this podcast in progress of world. We had some beautiful moments that were just unrecorded due to technical difficulties. So, so we we're about five or ten minutes into the podcast when Sonesh paused the proceedings to point out that I had never hit the start recording <laughs> button. <laughs> just now. The good news is that's five minutes less you have to hear of us. <laughs> Fuck me. God damn. Ah, uh, all right. Where, oh boy. To sum it up, to sum it up, <laughs> John pretended to be an Appalachian banker called Chimbers. Yeah, uh, that's he's true. He's watching a TV show with a pronounced Southern accent that encourages him to speak in a Southern accent so much so that he sounds like a Baptist preacher these days. Right? Was that, Chim- is that where we are? Ch- Chimbers, your, your Southern oh, kid yeah. about... Had the his own hedge fund money investment. We have a money computer, and so can you. You can take the boy out of Georgia, but you can't take the money out my investment fund. All investments are final. That's great, our tagline. So Thank you. There you go. Great. So that was the whole. But that was like eighteen fucking minutes of that gold. <laughs> It's consigned it cool. to entropy, just like waste heat in the Honestly, fucking universe. It was, I'm pretty sure it was the best work we've ever done. <laughs> just to <laughs> everyone listening to this, assume that you uh, have missed out on the best comedy ever, the, not the, quite exactly, laid down exactly. to, to, to tape. The potential that you wish we realized <laughs> was realized in those minutes. It was amazing. Jesus. Okay. Let, let, we'll rewind and start on our first actual idea. So, So here's the thing. Uh, Sonesh already knows this because I explained it to him five fucking minutes ago. This idea was inspired by the movie. Uh, what's the name of the movie now? I can't Home recall. Alone. Home Alone. Thank you. Kevin McAllister, that little, uh, the little dude, uh, is watching these black old-timey black and white movies and gets inspiration for fucking with the robbers from them. It, um, it, I'm fairly certain that those are, uh, or at least it's, I, I believed it to be a fact for, uh, for a while now. That those old time and on this end, podcast, that's good enough. Yeah, that's good enough. I <laughs> uh, didn't double, I didn't fact check this, but they're not real movies. Uh, those movies within the movies, they're they like recorded them specially for Home Alone, um, and so uh, this that notion of fake movies within movies has been rattling around in my head for a while, and so I, I, it's finally come full force into uh, glorious fruition as. And here's what I want to have happen somehow uh, to create an entire industry uh, that is separate from our current movie and film industry uh, and TV industry, whose only job is to produce movies and TV show clips that are shown in real movies and TV shows. So like a, I got it. Like a like a clips, like a meta stock clips kind of thing. Exactly. So that's exactly right. So anytime people are sitting around on TV watching TV, this would be the thing that's playing, right? It's like uh, you know how they have to uh, have fake beer brands in TV shows because you don't want to yep. like deal with the the rights and you want to give away, etc. So this it's kind of like that, but 
but a skewed version of it. I also I also love the first of all, so many old movies are in the public domain and stuff like yeah. I love the idea that you have, <laughs> you I, you have to generate I, I feel like Hollywood produced five times as many movies back then than it does oh, yeah. now. Oh yeah, totally. So, so the idea that you have to somehow have a studio developing content of which there's already tens of thousands of hours of freely available content. Is already right up our bail. Like, you know, that's, yeah, that's what, totally. what we do. I even have an idea for how to make this happen. Okay. So our uh, good friend, uh, Dustin Thomason, who is uh, a hard at work on, on his TV show, uh, season two of Castle Rock. It's on Hulu. It's, it's going to be great. Everybody should watch it. Uh, season two is coming out soon. I, I was talking with him about just all the craziness of producing an actual TV show. And a lot of the... I'm sure for very good reason, but but a lot of the the kind of complexity is uh, tied in various ways to the heavily unionized nature of all kind of TV and and movie production, right? All the different jobs are heavily unionized, yep. is, is my understanding. And, and so there's just ton- and yeah. heavily, yeah, exactly. And so there's just tons and tons of rules. I think what we got to do to get this happening is to to go through those union rules and make it so that any time. Uh, if you're like have a movie and you want to show some old clip of some old TV show, you can't just get the rights. You would have to then include uh, basically all the cast and all uh, the entire <laughs> everyone who contributed to that movie. Right. Like the entire production crew would have to get sign off on it before you're allowed to put it in. OK, right? so so let, how would this play out? Let's say in Home Alone, he watches a five second clip. Of yeah. a produced black and white movie, would yeah. they have to then interrupt Home Alone? To yes, show exactly. <laughs> to, and and all the credits and all the credits. That's exactly I right. If so, that's that's the penalty. If you try and go outside the inside uh, inside show, I'm calling it the inside show is the name of the, this micro industry, right? Okay, if you try and get a, yeah. a real show to put in your real show, then you have to like pause whatever movie you're doing and show all the credits for all the, the people that worked on that. So basically the crazy union rules will serve to incentivize our, exactly. in, our industry exactly. that otherwise would make no sense and still it would kind make of no sense. But, okay, okay. Yeah. It, it still kind of doesn't. But so the inside show, right. It's a, it's a separate group of people. Now, because of these union rules, no one who works on a real movie or TV show can ever work on an inside okay. show. Okay? okay? So it's a totally self-contained, separate industry that have like dedicated actors, producers, okay. like crew members, everything. Well, and, they, okay. and the two can never mix. They can never mix, Sonesh. You I'm, can't cross listen, those lines. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of artificial rules. I mean, that's why we have chess. <laughs> It's why You're a lawyer. I, I love it. Exactly. I love it. So my, my question is, is this just for the sake, like, are we worried that there's going to be some kind of, like, someone's going to make the clip in the movie worse so that their movie looks better or vice versa? <laughs> or like showboat in the clip, right? It's oh about God, credit, I- Sonesh. It's about credit. <laughs> So yeah, and, because and, because and, maybe you're the maybe you're just gaffer number seven on the movie, yeah. right? But you're the executive producer of the six <laughs> second clip. I love it. Exactly. So um, you're going to prioritize your thing. Okay. That, yes, that exactly. Does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, this is also a business opportunity because once we get this uh, incepted into the uh, bylaws of all, all the real unions, etc., then I, I think the chambers. Uh, and Sonesh 
in inside show inside production clips. studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's perfect. Well, this is great business. So it sounds like the first thing that we need to do is you and I obviously need to produce a black and white clip that it, yes. du- that Dustin Thomason will clearly soon use yeah. in yeah, Castle exactly. Rock season two. <laughs> If this is not the best plug for Castle Rock season two, yeah. I, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, what could, what, I, what sure else could you I, be looking forward to? Uh, yeah, this is gonna be great. Inside clips, love it, love it. And and really, in keeping with the the spirit of things being inside other things, I think every other idea for a movie or TV show we ever talk about on this episode and all future episodes, and in fact, all past episodes, will just be. In effect, proposals for inside clips inside. to be shown okay. in other movies. Now, quick question. I just had an idea. Are yeah. there inside clips for podcasts? Like, let's pretend. Oh, we're like, we're, I like it. If we were like, we're like, oh, you know, that wonderful Martin Luther King speech. Here's an excerpt. <laughs> and it's just someone else doing a version of that. Yeah, so we legally can actually, safe. I yeah, love that's it. That's right. And it's actually great because we're all about bad ideas. So we can't even use original sources when we fact check. We have to use re- recreation. Okay. So that's yeah. also a, that's also a podcast union rule that we're sticking that's with. That's 100%. That is correct. You will not hear on this podcast or any other reputable one original content from other. No, you will you not won't. hear Hitler's original speeches. No, you will you hear. Not. You'll hear a random man pretending to be Hitler speaking in fake yeah. German. It will be much better. And he'll be part of the uh, Inside uh, Show Union <laughs> for Inside Show Actors for Podcasts. That is correct. correct. And yep. it'll be compensated yep. just as well as you think he would be for that exactly. job. <laughs> exactly. Okay, uh, moving on. Are you on Twitter that much? No, uh, never. Yeah, so I, I've gotten to spend arguably a little bit too much time checking it out. Um, I don't really have much to do on there, but I, but I try, but, but I've tried to, you know, just sometimes I check news on there. Like they, like you've got them, your main feed, which is all the uh, fuckers you subscribe to and what they're posting. Um, but there's also like a news section, uh, within there where you can actually get like news before it shows up in the, in the online papers. Mm. Um, you get it like actually real time, real time. Cause like all the reporters will be like tweeting about it before their stories actually show up. Um, and so occasionally I'll dip into that. And earlier about a week ago, I, I, I clicked into that and I, and I saw, uh, and then it, they just show like the little teaser headline. And then you got to click into, you know, what, whatever a juicy tidbit is on offer. And, and the juicy main teaser headline that Twitter, uh, the Twitter app decided to serve up for me, uh, simply said, Rob Schneider shares his thoughts on, and then I just stopped reading because <laughs> if that, what, what is happening over at Twitter that that is the headline that they think I need in real time. Did you then follow it up or you just want to be a mystery? Nope. Nope. I, I refused to because I thought, I don't want to know what the answer is. I think Sonish and I should talk about <laughs> what are the topics that Rob Schneider really needs to weigh in on? Like, what are the things that's on his mind that America, nay, the world really needs to get to grips with? Okay. So do you think that he has a strong opinion on Syrian Kurds or the Ukraine? Probably not. I mean, I probably again, not. Let's try to figure out really what Rob Schneider. What would set Twitter ablaze? Also, what what has Rob Schneider done in ten years? I don't know. Don't know. 
Couldn't okay. possibly imagine. So uh, let's just let's just take off some obvious uh, things, right? So we got okay. we got war, international uh, situations. We got yep. we got uh, politics, Brexit. Rob Schneider shares his thoughts on Brexit. I'd be interested in knowing that. Uh, I would you though? I'm not sure. I would. <laughs> I, I would. Also, Brexit doesn't really seem that it's like that nuanced or complicated a thing where I need Rob Scheider's deep take on it. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the Schneids has put it all together for our UK uh, uh, homies over there. I think he's he's got the plan figured out. Okay, so I'm I'm guessing it's I'm guessing it's more domestic, right? Okay. All right. Okay, Rob Schneider. Abortion. Hmm. I bet he's paid for some. Hey, don't sue us, Rob Schneider. <laughs> you, hey, you went after Olivia Coleman in the last one. I'm going after yeah, Rob. That's Schneider. fair. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure most people uh, would be pro abortion of of his leavings. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus I love how I started a war against yeah, Rob well, Schneider, and you just escalated it next level shit. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I'm trying to think what uh, what would I care about Rob Schneider's views on how to please a woman? Yeah, Share sure. his thoughts on how to please a woman because that uh, he was on a, he was on fascinating. SNL. He got some. <laughs> uh, also, yes. <laughs> The okay, the first of all, hold on, hold on, stop the fucking podcast. (laughs) You just conflated Rob Schneider getting some because he's on SNL with his ability to please a woman, which I think we can all agree are two different things. Uh, Okay, okay, fair enough. You just tried to slide that past. I did, I did. I Okay, I'm gonna, let's not let's please let's move on and uh, let's get the sound engineer to cut that. Also, <laughs> okay. you're you're the sound engineer. Yes, um, yes. Um, okay, so maybe my guess is there's some kind of influx of new designer drug in the South oh, California yes! area. That's I mean, okay. if Rob Schneider like didn't know about anything, it's going to yeah. be about a batch of bad ecstasy or coke yes. or yes. synthetic marijuana. Oh, what about making... the vaping scare? Yes, vaping safety. Rob Schneider shares his thoughts on vaping safety. Vaping that's safety. Guaranteed. No, and yep. you know what else, John? I, and I don't know if he's married or has kids. He's somehow tied up in the college admission scandal as well. <laughs> It's about uh, it's about how vaping vaping yeah. led led concerned parents to lie to admission and try to buy their kids way into college. I, I am pretty sure that he is absolutely at the center of the, the college uh, admission scandal. But as an unwitting student, I think his parents <laughs> paid this year to try and get him into a college. That's my proposal. That's a, on his parents' attempts to get him into Stanford is the completion. He shares also, his thoughts. Yeah. Also, I know he's not our celebrity of uh, for this week, but yeah. Anyway, Rob Schneider come back playing a guy who just now goes back to college. A hundred percent. They must I, have made that movie. They, that that they, movie must they've, exist. They've made it with Drew Barrymore. They've made it with yeah. everyone. Adam Sandler. For, like, yeah, except uh, yeah. for Rob Schneider. We need Rob Schneider to Wait go a back. second. What, what's that What's that excellent movie with Robert da- or young Robert Downey Jr. and Robert, uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Back to school. Back to school is so good. Oh, man. Rob Schneider in a remake, a reboot of Back to School? 
Ah, uh, that would be a terrible movie. That would where, be absolutely fucking no, terrible. What about, what about a remake where he plays the young kid? <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's, the, he's the young one. But just like some really, really raw, some fucking rough and raw CGI <laughs> smoothing on his face. So it's just kind of out of focus the whole and time. The guy, yeah, and the guy who plays Ronnie Dangerfield will just be roughly his age, too. <laughs> It'll be like Adam Sandler, except he's exactly. the kid. Amazing. Exactly. That's okay. pretty good. Uh, uh, good. Done deal. Done. Um, shares his thoughts on going back to school. Okay. Uh, here... Let's let's see what let's see what Reddit has for us today. Yeah. Also, uh, let's not make a pretense about transitions. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just, when we're done, let's just move on. I I think it's a good life philosophy. Okay. It doesn't need to be pretty or smooth. Let's just get we're, it. Done. We're just we're just ghosting our our <laughs> ideas. We're, we're ghosting our own outline, essentially. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we're we're uh, doing what Rob Schneider should have done all those years yeah. ago. Okay. So this is uh, in the relationships uh, Reddit. Uh, the headline is, my partner wants to buy a house. How do I tell him about my trust fund when he holds disdain for trust fund babies? <laughs> hey, relationships. Hope your day is going well. My partner, uh, who's a man, 34, and I, female, 24, <laughs> have been together for one and a half years. He's great. We're both committed. Uh, finances haven't come up too much between us. He wants to buy a house. His plan is to put down most of the deposit and pay the mortgage. Here's the thing. The type of house he wants to buy in an area we like is out of his price range. I have a trust fund, soon to be uh, more thanks to an inheritance. It's in a bank account back home. He doesn't know about it. My partner is very much a self-made person. His parents are cool, got divorced, sad story. Uh, he worked his way from being a teenage punk to being a highly respected researcher. So, Reddit, how do I bring up this topic with my partner? How about, baby, you must have had good karma in your last life, and things are just going to get a lot better for both of us. I have a trust fund. I love you so much. I um. D- does that seem like an issue, or is I it? Mean, I, apparently, is, is apparently, there a problem? She does. I think I'm failing to see the problem. <laughs> I, I have more money than my <laughs> we, boyfriend knows about. The, yeah. con- the conflict here is that things are better for both of us. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I don't know. All right, so what did she say? He might also be upset. I haven't mentioned the fun before. I've never okay. known how to bring it up. Okay, never brainstorm a plan to. Worst case scenario, he denounces me outright for being a trust fund baby and thinks that delegitimizes the other things I've earned. All right. So that's the fear. So how can we avoid this? She, I want to say, I want to say, don't say it's a hedge fund. A trust um, fund. A trust fund. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't say it's Jimbers. Georgia what trust fund. What if she was fund. like, baby, I forgot to mention I'm a highly successful hedge fund manager. I've had a secret <laughs> hedge fund for a year. So I actually think this is it. I think I think what she says is uh, uh, you could go lottery. I think that's the obvious thing. It's like, Oh, holy cow. I think I, I just won the lottery. I think does undercut the convincing nature of it. But I, but I think I felt like something like that is always better with a little bit of story behind it. You know, if you're going to lie, lie big, maybe. I love, I, I love how you've just 
you've assumed there's a conflict and you're like, oh, I, I found bales of money floating. I won the lottery. And, yeah. And, and I'm, no, but I'm like, I'm thinking there's something wrong in the relationship. If she couldn't well, be I'm honest. Sure. That's yes, a whole other of course, story. That's, uh, that's, of course, that's true. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah, by the way, her husband sounds like a little bit of like a moralistic dick. I'm sorry. But like, yeah, okay, but, you're yeah. a punk. You're self-made. Awesome. You know you're self-made. Your wife has more money than she told you. Why does that, quote, delegitimize shit? I mean. Uh, I, I don't know. Whack. I don't know. Okay, so lottery. Lottery. I, I'm, guessing I it's, th- I'm guessing it's more money than could be found on the sidewalk. Yeah, apparently it's like uh, four four hundred grand. Oh, oh my! So, so it's not. It's not. It didn't come out of. It's your, not like uh, millions and millions. In the, no, no, but, but it's not. Yeah. It didn't come out of the laundry. Oh my god! I forgot <laughs> about these pants. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just like every week, you're like, oh, that's weird. What's in these jeans? And you pull out like $5,000, but you just keep doing do it. Do you remember it was, it was either the last episode or the episode before where the woman's like, I think my husband's laundering money. Yes, yes, I, was yes. Like, I was like, it's actually in the laundry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just try that. Just keep dumping like bills into the laundry. Also, um, they'll, have to be, they'll have to be $100,000 bills. <laughs> I love it. You know. Okay, so um, what else you get besides lottery? What what about do you think her husband would respect her more if she's like I'm a drug dealer? Uh I'm See, White. that's what I was saying. Or or um I'm I'm an extremely uh, elite escort. Um that's probably not going to go well. No. Um probably But not. but it, it depends if it, she seems to think that he seems you know she's worried about being thought lazy right that yep, he wants yep. the money to be gotten by hard work so drug dealer escort i mean that's work it's not easy oh oh i got it i got it i got it all right uh do a casting call for a uh kindly old woman right you're gonna have to <laughs> do all this in the secret okay okay <laughs> do a casting call for a kindly old woman <laughs> by uh, the you way hire- imagine just imagine if he finds out at that step and he's like, is there something you want to tell me? She's like, no. And he's like, I know you put out a casting call for a kindly older woman. I mean, I look, everybody's always working on a play that they uh, like or want to dust off one day. Right. Okay. You know, like it's it's everybody wants to eventually. Okay. Uh, it's true. And, and all plays have a kindly older woman. So. A hundred percent. I cast, find a good, convincing, very uh, lovable, earnest, sweet, uh, elderly uh, female actress. I, I think could be man or woman, but I, I would go woman probably. And then you're going to create a scenario where you, uh, this woman and her, and her boyfriend, like meet this old woman who's just super nice, but like depressed, right? And lonely. And you just keep having bumping into her and you become good friends with her. And, and in particular, <laughs> this woman seems to become close uh, to the woman in this couple. Uh, and and you're like pretend you're like constantly like helping her out for like a couple months, and then she dies, and you go to the funeral. And it's very sad. You're gonna have to hire people for that too. But then she leaves everything uh, she had in her will. But to you. but here's the thing: How do you make sure that the kindly older woman actress? Like he doesn't see her around town. She would have to move. Oh, away. you have to kill her for real. <laughs> you have to kill her for real. Hundred percent. That'll actually make the uh, funeral a lot. Well, a name situation. Uh, she could use her real name. It'd be fine. <laughs> so, yeah. wait, so you're gonna 
you're going to hire people to go to this woman's real funeral. But what about her real <laughs> friends and family? They're going to be like, okay, who, are okay, these, look. who are all these actors? What, who are these no, people? Here, here's what you do. You get at the funeral, uh, you put the casket in the middle, but it's got a wall kind of around it. And, <laughs> and the fun- two funerals are happening simultaneously, each looking at like half of her. Does that work? I Is mean, that a thing? It's, it's like, it's like the climactic scene in Mrs. Doubtfire when he's running between two tables. <laughs> okay. All right. So you you're, you meet a kindly old woman who uh, was a, a producer of Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, okay. And the, she always wanted to have a funeral like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the plan. What if – no. What if, you know, because I listen to a lot of true crime stuff. What if you – did a demo on the house or some remodeling and when knocking down a wall you found a bag with four hundred thousand dollars in cash oh that's by, good left by previous owners isn't that good that's good yeah no but put like only a hundred thousand in there and be like oh i bet whoever's we gotta move like whoever left this here is gonna want it back we gotta <laughs> we gotta move and then you move and then in that house you find <laughs> another hundred grand and it keeps happening and and at that point, you realize your husband is the dumbest person in the world if he's <laughs> believing this. Oh, God. I I wish someone loved me enough to, like, take this amount of time to scam me. That would be amazing. <laughs> that, wouldn't that be wonderful? It would be. It would be. be so loved. What's up next? I don't even know. What are we doing on this stupid podcast? Joker. It says okay. All right. So, have you seen the new Joker? I have not. Have with, you uh, with, with my boy Joaquin? I have not. Nope. I have not. I'm sure it. I, it didn't sound like there were enough explosions and like uh, big special effects for me to justify it's, seeing it in the theater. It, it's honestly, it sounds a little dreary, but okay. Yeah, um, I'm sure I'll see it when it comes out on the streams. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, looking back on it, a lot of motherfuckers have gotten to play the Joker. You know, yeah. Like, like who else played the Joker? Jack Nicholson, right? Jack, Jack Nicholson, yep. Heath Ledger, uh, yeah. Jim, did Jim Carrey play a Joker, or did I make that up? You might have made that up. Okay, I think I'm thinking, you're thinking of the mask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared uh, Beto, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jared Kushner, and Beto O'Rourke both played yeah, Beto the O'Rourke. Joker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll, I will, I want to see a movie with Jerry Kushner and Beto <laughs> So, Rourke. see? See, there you go. That would be good. They're both playing the Joker, and they're like, no, I'm the Joker. <laughs> we just have, we have different views about how the Joker should be portrayed. <laughs> and they just, yeah. Uh, no, it, what I'm just breaking into of, Spanish. It's the... What's the guy's name? It's it's uh, Jared Leto played the Joker. Yes, I can't. He he and Beto, it's too similar a name. I can't keep that apart. He's he's kind know. he's kind of like the Beto O'Rourke of actors in a sense. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so who else should play the Joker? I mean, I feel like like there's some very obvious people we should just take off the table, right? Um, like Gary Busey. It's just too obvious. Yes, I I uh, see. You mean. Like you don't like like or like Mickey Rourke. It's like they yeah they, exactly. Yeah, you don't want someone who looks like the Joker. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think Idris Elba could be a pretty a pretty interesting Joker. Maybe a little I th- bit. I think he's just too likable. But but maybe you're yeah, right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, and and is it too political with the whiteface? I'm sorry. 
<laughs> is it too political with whiteface, Onesh? Is it too political with white? You're talking about a black actor or actress going in whiteface to play the Joker? I, I'm just saying, is it too political? Uh, How is that going to play in the heartland, Sonesh? Uh, I think it'll play fine in the heartland. It's everywhere else I'm worried about. <laughs> I mean, first they came for our jobs, and now they're coming for our Joker, is what some people are going to say. Oh, dear. And I don't agree with that. Oh, dear. I don't agree with that. But um, I just think that's a, that's I, something I, we should talk about. I, I, okay. Okay. Let's... Oh. What Gandhi. About, I no, I think I think a grown, think about a Gandhi Joker. Can we get you know how they can do deep fakes and like make people or, or just yeah this you know, is a side CGI. Track, but somehow we I got on the subject of Halloween costumes and we were talking about how everything is like you know sexy now or slutty this and we we're talking about historical yeah. figures and somehow a friend was like you should go as sexy Gandhi for Halloween. <laughs> Oh, I would love to see this sexy Gandhi. So I'm, I'm actually thinking that this year I'm, I'm buttoned up, and I'm actually thinking about how we can make a sexy Gandhi work in future years. Amazing. Um, okay, what about what about like a going casting like totally against type and getting like a grown Haley Joel Osment as the Joker? Okay, that's pretty good. It's not bad, right? Um, yeah. Who uh, who's Joel Osteen? Is that a preacher? <laughs> I think him as a Joker could be pretty good. <laughs> what, if, what if you just come? What if you just CGI fuse? <laughs> just, <laughs> just Haley Joel Osteen. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my God. You know we're uh, you know CGI wise we're really close to being able to just fuse so two close. people and have them act in a movie together. I I think I think we are at no more than ten years away from us being able to just say. A, an idea on this fucking dumb podcast and then it instantly hits YouTube as like <laughs> produced. Yeah, like what? Are, the, yeah. Um, so Oprah is my, is the person I want to most see. I think an <laughs> Oprah Joker uh, would be amazing. Uh, okay. So I, I kind of do too, but I w- I'm curious as to why, why you think she'd be amazing. Um, well, uh, I don't want skinny Oprah. Okay. You, you uh, want I th- substantive Oprah? Yeah, I want, I want, I want some Oprah with some, some, uh, some meat behind the jokes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I, I'd like to know how she'd handle it. Well, I also, I also, I, the the idea of the of the Joker being like somewhat kind of, I don't know if likable is the right word, but like in tune yep. with what people want, as opposed to just this like anarchic kind of figure. You know, I think it's kind of good. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see who else. Ashton Kutcher would do a real bad job. <laughs> what about what about the Joker switches off between Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore? It's just every other appearance is one of the two of them. <laughs> okay, I I will see I will see your uh, Kutcher Demi combo, uh, and I'm gonna raise you a Woody Allen. <laughs> Amazing. Woody Allen Joker. Oh, you know who would be really good? Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> she, she would be. You know what? Actually, who I'm, I'm like you. You said that somehow the Woody Allen to me. More. What about an actually good female like Angelica Houston as the Joker? Can you oh, see that? I mean, that would be amazing. It would be actually amazing. be amazing. I'm, I'm yeah. calling it. I'm watching that movie. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. 
That'd be very, very good. I could definitely do that. Val Kilmer now? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a thing? Oh, that, that, that would he be... He was in a Batman movie, wasn't he? He was. I think he was Batman, right? <laughs> yes, he was Batman. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um... That just makes me sad. Like I think, good. <laughs> but I just I feel yeah. sad. He's 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 alive, right? Falcomer. I don't. Maybe let's hope. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go with that. Let's go with that. And then I, my last my last one is going to be um, Steven Seagal. Ooh, that'd be good. I would watch a Steven Seagal Joker all day. Like with the with the ham fisted line delivery and just the fatness. Oh man, that would be amazing. Love I would it. love that. Love it. That's what I would love. Let's do our thin veneer of respectability. As longtime listeners know, we don't do paid advertising. Instead, we ask y'all uh, suckers slash uh, people we love and adore um, who listen to this uh, wonderful show uh, to consider giving a little bit of support to to a charity or a nonprofit. We're just a group of people that's making the world a better place. Um, and uh, this week, I want to talk about uh, some uh, an organization called Give Directly. Um, so they, uh, you can go to their website at givedirectly.org. Um, they transfer cash to households in developing countries. Uh, they use mobile phone link payments uh, to do it. Uh, basically, they give cash directly to extremely low-income households. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah, uh, basically, there's a ton of evidence that supports the idea that just giving people cash, yep. no conditions, no strings, no like not a lot of burner proof, um, just cash to super poor people. Just uh, they actually spend it in, in ways that really improve their lives. Yep. Um, and Give Directly has a great track record of delivering cash to low income households. Um, they've done a big randomized controlled trial, have a bunch more in process. Um, and for every dollar you give, uh, about 83% actually goes to the, to the end recipients. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's um, awesome. I, I, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's a, uh, it, it's give directly.org. Check them out. Uh, now that we've done that, it is, uh, everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Certainly mine. Cause it means we're almost fucking done. <laughs> uh, no. And we can go back to attending our collective five children. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. I know. You know, I, God, I, quick, quick sidebar here. I uh, Today, uh, child number two here in the Lester household, Isabel turned 11. And so she got, she got to uh, cho- uh, pick what we did tonight. Um, it was a school day and everything. So uh, we just ended up going to the local uh, movie theater because she wanted to see the Adams Family movie. The, the kids saw it with their grandma yesterday while I went to a friend's comedy show. I'm, I'm not seeing that stuff, but they I, liked it. I tried. To, uh, yeah, my kids liked it too. I I took off my 3D fucking glasses about 20 minutes oh. in and just took out my phone and, and like, just I tried to fall asleep. I really tried. It, like, joyless like what i felt i felt bad like there's decent people in it um doing the voice acting it was like just not nothing nothing funny nothing rewarding they got they got they got they got bet midler and charlize they're on wow yeah they got some yeah yeah nick kroll um yeah, I felt real bad for Nick Kroll. I mean, he must have known that stuff was not funny when he was doing it. I, I mean, I mean, now 
Maybe it improved because I tuned out after like 20 minutes. And the plot was the same as uh, that, that Adam Sandler movie uh, where, you know, the daughter is, lives with the monsters but wants to, you know, try normal society. Oh, just... uh, Hotel Transylvania. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is actually like a cute watchable movie yeah, that I, I've I, watched 10 times. I like that one. Yeah, this, yeah, this was a retread. It was, it was brutal. Oh, I feel like the ideas we're talking about – like that, like if we're going to make a inside show version of a fucking Adams family, like why, why would you do that? Why would you go back to that property? Yeah. I, I don't understand. Um, like what is the, what is the, the I, logic there? It's not like there's a big fan base. who's going to be like, Oh yeah. Adam's no, family. I, Fuck yeah. I, dog. I, <laughs> Meanwhile. Oh me, me and I was talking to my friends, uh, my other friends in fourth grade. We love the Adams family. Like I, we love that shit. I, I was talking to go see this. this. I, I think stuff, first of all, I think things have become new property has become so expensive to develop and risky that everyone's just like, People have heard this name before. Let's just, it'll cost us a couple grand. Like, I, I, I didn't want to see Mary Poppins again, right? It's like Disney's not even trying to put out new movies anymore, <laughs> right? It's just like, let's just make the fifth live action version of this thing from the 80s that 20 million. So you're have. saying, you're saying this is like the Joe Biden of fucking kids' movies. I, yes. Like, I, I, we, like, we've heard of it before. I, I, I think we're going to see more and more of this shit, unfortunately, and it pisses me off. It'll be like, oh, the Pawpaw Bears. And it's like, no one even watched that in the 80s, but because there's a t shirt and a cereal, and, uh, you oh, know, man. like, I, I agree with you. Who the hell wants to watch it? Like, a fifth Adams family movie. I mean, the, um, the people yeah. who originally watched the show are like 90 now. <laughs> Sorry. RIP. I know. RIP yeah. grandma and grandpa, but, you know, it's just, it's not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of shit everybody uh, hates, Kid Rock is oh. our uh, celebrity career plan. So, I, and and I've, I've just decided to take, I feel like we've been on easy street soonish, honestly. With our with our celebrity career plans, well, we take uh, in people. We pick people who, we've liked. I think. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think that's right. You know, but we're professionals. I don't. I think we don't. We don't get to say no. Uh, we're not going to help you just because somebody is, you know, uh, not our cup of tea or talentless <laughs> or kind of a douchebag. Like that's, that's not how professionals act. <laughs> That's not how professionals act. That's certainly not how Chimbers, the wealth manager, would have acted. I'm Chim- pretty, I think Chimbers called in because he was on a conference call about Kid Rock's portfolio, and he dialed the wrong number. What serendipity? <laughs> Listen, while Sonesh goes on referencing this bit we did at the beginning that no one else listened to because <laughs> we weren't recording... <laughs> um, you guys, it was so don't... funny. You had to have been there. You had to have been there. All right, listen, Chimbers, Chimbers says Kid Rock. Here, all right, let me just read you in our normal fashion a a, a, a set of uh, very sketchily researched stylized <laughs> facts about fucking Kid Rock. Okay, so first of all, and, and this came out like recently. I don't think this is like new news, but somehow it hit the pay, it hit like the, the websites again. Um, so his real name is Richie. Robert James Ritchie. Um, and he was, in fact, kind of a Ritchie kid growing up. Uh, so his, he lived outside Detroit. His dad owned a bunch of ca- uh, car dealerships. They grew up on some, you know, six acres with, with like a swimming pool and horses and shit. 
Um, and yeah, so that that's I don't think that counts as an interesting fact. In fact, uh, I did find a uh, thing on ppcorn.com that says Kid Rock, 15 interesting facts you didn't know. I'm sorry, what's this website called? ppcorn? Uh, yeah, the letters P and P corn.com. Okay. Uh, Kid Rock, 15 interesting facts you didn't know. And I'm going to take I'm going to take issue with the word interesting here. (laughs) I did not I did not know. I did not know any of these facts, but I wouldn't call them interesting. (laughs) The only good one, as far as I'm concerned, was uh, number 13, which is uh, interesting. Fact number 13 is he learned how not to treat people from Limp Biscuit. In the late 1990s, Kid Rock was an opener for Limp Biscuit. He was incredibly disappointed with the way Limp Biscuit treated his roadies, so he decided from then on he would never do that. Do, do we know what Limp Biscuit did? No, 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 okay. we don't. And 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 I don't have the kind of research dollars uh, a big studio uh, podcast would could throw it at that kind of question. Yeah, I mean, my, microfiche is very expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive. So uh, let me just let me just read you uh, quickly though a list of his albums. Okay. I think that's that that could be informative. So uh, starting in 1990, grit sandwiches for breakfast. Oh my god! Followed by the polyfuse method. Uh, 1996 saw the classic early morning stone pimp. Oh Jesus. Devil Without a Cause, Cocky, uh, the aptly named Kid Rock, 2003. Oh, the eponymous Rock and album. Okay, yep. Yep, got to get the eponymous in there, kind of midway, uh, like an anchor. Uh, Rock and Roll Jesus, Born Free, Ugh. Rebel Soul, First Kiss, Jesus. S- Sweet Southern Sugar. Okay, wait. Whew, just fucking just dying, can, the, dying. Here dying. Also, you can you can watch him just selling out because like oh, yeah, early just, morning Stone Pimp is like kind of funny or whatever. But then by the time he gets to Born Free and First Kiss, I mean, yeah, no, it's, oof, it's brutal. Now I will say uh, his best album title for my money uh, was actually released uh, just a year ago in September 2018. It was his first his first greatest hits album. And it was titled "Greatest Hits You Never Saw Coming," <laughs> and I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's that is an interesting fact and and correct. Yeah. So, uh, just three other three other news facts here, and then and we'll talk about how we can um, deduce my man here. Uh, 2011, Richie was honored by the NAACP. Oh. It sparked protests stemming from his past display of the Confederate flag in his concerts. Oh. During the ceremony, Kid Rock elaborated on his display of the Confederate flag, stating, I never flew the flag with hate in my heart. I love America. I love Detroit. And I love black people. <laughs> so, and then uh, this is found found genius and Wikipedia entries is, is part of uh, the, the fuel that makes So Bad It's Bad, uh, the great podcast that it is. So this is all, um, this is all one paragraph. Uh, th- these are consecutive sentences in the um, personal life section on Kid Rock here. Richie began dating Pamela Anderson in 2001. They became engaged in 2002, but ended their relationship in 2003. In 2005, Richie was charged with assaulting a DJ in a strip club. In 2006, Richie married Anderson. <laughs> 
Now, there's a whole other section with all his like problems with the law. This one problem was just inserted into the uh, personal thing. I love uh, it. Narrative. Which is pretty amazing. And then finally, finally, I, I know, Sonas, you crave to be up to date on the people we talk about. Uh, and this comes to us from the Tennessean uh, newspaper. Uh, so, so he currently lives outside Nashville, apparently. So one month after Kid Rock was forced out as Grand Marshal of the Nashville Christmas Parade. Uh, and I, I think we all know how we feel about that. The music star is the subject of more controversy in Metro City Hall. This time it's over a large sign planned for his recently opened Lower Broadway Bar, Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse. Oh, no. Yeah. Why the hubbub? The soaring 20-foot-tall neon sign will feature a giant guitar with some controversial attributes. The base of the instrument is intentionally shaped like a woman's buttocks. (laughs) All right, so uh, the the Metro Council voted to approve the necessary aerial encroachment to allow for the construction and installation of the sign. But its approval didn't sit well with several council members who called the sign tacky. The the article goes on uh, to a very interesting set of legal issues. I'd like to get your take on Sonash here. Metro Council attorney Mike Jamison advised the council that First Amendment protections extend to sign regulations by local governments. (laughs) (laughs) I hope, first of all, you're snorting. Secondly, I hope you don't think I'm just going to start spewing First Amendment case law unprepared and like act like like I'm suddenly Alan Dershowitz here being like, I think that's a, you know, a biased take on the. Here here is uh, Mike Jameson, who, mind you, was a a former councilman himself from 2003 to 2011. If a local government decides to issue regulations that would constrain the contents of a sign, it has to have a specific governmental interest that it's protecting. Prohibitions on purian interest or vulgarity has been deemed to be a legitimate government interest, but it's fraught with peril defining what's obscene. Uh, The challenge you will have is strolling out here. You'll pass the Wild Beaver Saloon. (laughs) You'll pass Nudie's Bar. You'll pass other instances where we have not applied restrictions that might be applied to this instance. I I would argue that no Nudie Bar sign is as grotesque and offensive (laughs) As the Kid Rock Honky Tonk Steakhouse. I I mean, come on. Jesus. Okay, um, I mean, how so, how do we this guy is just I mean he's 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 piled up quite a quite a job for us. I think we can all uh, yeah, he just seems like an absolutely unredeemable D bag. Yeah. Yeah. Also the, the worst part is he doesn't even the saddest part is he doesn't really even need I mean he this guy is raking in money. I mean like I'm sure We're, we might think his career is sad. I'm sure he's laughing all the way to the bank as. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's yeah selling like country records now is what's happening. Uh, so. So what? Come on. Let, we, we can handle this. What? Simple. What can, Put what him, can this throw him, do? Throw him in the movie with Chell Silverstein, Tilda Swinton and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Kid Rock is a Republican. Yeah, uh, he had that fake. He he like fake ran for Senate uh, a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, and he's, he uh, sang. I think he performed at the convention, the last Republican convention. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, he voted for um, he, he voted for that dude before Trump. Uh, what was that dude's name? John McCain, Mitt Romney, nah. Mitt Romney, Romney. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> I've got our finger on the fucking street <laughs> on this podcast. I know. Seriously, our our Ivy League education served us well. Yeah. Served us very well. I mean, he he does say 
you know, he's a uh, uh, he he's a Republican. Uh, stated he has he's socially liberal on abortion and gay marriage, but fiscally conservative on economics. Oh, Jesus, uh, and he and he wants to legalize and tax marijuana, cocaine, and heroin. So there you go. Okay. Um, God, even just talking about this guy, like the hairs in the back. Of my neck. <laughs> um, okay, I think so, I think he if we uh, need to. He needs an image change, right? Because right now he's yeah. he's like downright repugnant to people uh, like us. I think that's right. I think that's correct. And and maybe he can stay that way, but be appealing. To I think others? he. I think he needs. I, I mean, I was joking before, but I think he needs to be in some kind of pretentious, like a Lars von Trier movie or something. Do you know what I mean? Like he actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, where, where like maybe he grabs scissors and cuts off his hair and starts crying and like speaks back. I don't know. Like I, I'd be kind of into that. You know what I mean? So, so I'm worried it'll backfire. Um, Cause I feel like everybody who is gonna, who doesn't like him is going to assume that he's the butt of a joke being played. Yeah. And, he, and then he, and then he won't like that. And his face like won't him. like that. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah. I, I think, I'm thinking we go in a, uh, you know how um, edgy comics always, uh, they eventually have kids and then they do really terrible kind of kid movies. Yes. Uh, like kindergarten cop style fucking shit shows. Look, who, look who's talking. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But something that is just very family friendly, extremely sell out, just popcorn, wholesome popcorn. And we put them in that. Okay. Do you have, do you have an idea? It has to have a it has to have a pet. Um, there has to be a dog. I need. A d- oh, oh, oh! He can be one of these dogs. Like dogs that die movies are ve- and get re uh, reborn are very big now. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, yes. So as long as there's a scene of him in a rain holding the dying <laughs> or dead dog, they all have that. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, oh, so I think we just collapse that down to its essence. Like there's a the scene. I, Again, my kids kind of watch these uh, with the uh, resurrecting dog uh, that's trying to do something. I, and I wasn't paying a lot of attention, but it seemed to be a lot of a strenuous, like the dog uh, voiceover talking and he's running around trying to get back to his master or help people. Yeah, and, and, but, and at the end, I, the human always learns something from the dog, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think we get it down to its essence and really just have different dogs die like Forty or fifty times. Just, there's nothing but dog so death. There's no plot, it's and he's just, like, cut. it's just he is the dog like death whisperer, right? Uh, and he eases them in. I mean, you know, he does have albums called Born Free and First Kiss, so I, he, you know, he he might actually be an unironic dog whisperer. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, God, this this might be a challenge we can't rise to. This is hard. Yeah, I, what if he? What if he kind of you know in the playing himself? What if? What if there's a movie where he falls in love with like some ardent, like him and him and Susan Sarandon have an intergenerational okay. cross political romance. Okay, I like it's it. Pretty good, right? I like it, but let's turn it up to eleven. Uh, him and an intergenerational gay romance. With, who's so? Who's an outspoken? I'm thinking. Uh, who could it, who could it be? Him and Rupert Everett. Maybe <laughs> Rupert Everett would be wonderful. Well, where is that guy? Know? By the way, he was awesome. 
Yeah, he was great. Um, what about um, what about Captain Picard? Who's Captain Picard? John. I mean, Patrick Stewart. Is that Captain Picard? Yeah, he's not gay. Yeah. No, he's. Uh, do you understand what acting <laughs> is, Sonesh? I thought. See, the thing with Susan Sarandon is she'd be playing. They'd be playing basically versions of themselves. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't. I don't think Kid Rock can act. Why do you seem to? Think- no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he'll be uncomfortable as shit the whole time. But the other person can be a real actor. Okay, yeah, I'm fine. Him. At- not one of these. Well, not one of these like inside show actors that aren't allowed to act in real <laughs> movies. We'll get somebody real. I, I'm still living in the inside clip world, basically. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, him and Patrick Stewart done. Oh, oh. What about Keanu? Him and Keanu in a like romance yes, and together. you know what? Kid Rock is filming a music video in Hawaii. Is that where Keanu lives? And Keanu, I don't know. Keanu's just like what? Let's just pretend he lives in Hawaii. He looks like he lives in Hawaii. Okay, so, and he's so, just so, he, yes, Keanu's absolutely. like eating a sandwich on a bench or just walking by, and then they meet. That's their meet cute. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I think you think Keanu lives in uh, lives in Hawaii because his name <laughs> sounds like a Hawaiian island. <laughs> I think that that is what a seven-year-old would think. <laughs> and I, I want to say that's absolutely not true. But I think, I'm pretty sure it's I right. I think you're right. I probably lives in Los Angeles. I don't know what the Hawaii thing is about. I'm, okay, please tell the sound engineer to cut this bit, too. Uh, hey, uh, what, what did you do on vacation? We went to the Big Island, then we went to Keanu. <laughs> No, no, Maui. Oh, you know. is, that where, the, is that where Keanu Reeves lives? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's why I named that. Okay, uh, I, yeah. I, oh boy, I, I think we need to end this soon. Uh, Gary Oldman. Can I throw that name into the mix? <laughs> Wait, as, as a member of the 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 romance, as one of the Hawaiian Islands, you. <laughs> Yes, it's a romance. All right, okay. Kid Rock. All right, so Keanu's dating Gary Oldman, but then I don't know. It's got there's gonna be like a love meets, triangle. Meets angle. Kid Rock, who's filming a music video on the island of Keanu. <laughs> yes, uh, that that's gonna be the best uh, little movie that they show inside other movies uh, that that's ever. Of course, filmed. that yeah, that's gonna be the reboot of Home Alone. That's invariably gonna be made in ten years. Okay, folks, thank you for listening. I, regardless of what you thought of the, about this particular episode, I would appreciate it if you went uh, to the podcast app and subscribed. You can also do it at our website, sobadisbad.com. We're actually going to hopefully have a, a live uh, and famous guest next oh, time. Oh, that's as well. right. That's right. Should we? Nope, should we let's not preview uh, it, but, but like an actual right, right. well known person. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we will have our first ever uh, actual guest, not uh, fake guests. Um, we'll have an actual person. Uh, hopefully, we'll figure that out. That'll that'll work. Um, but this is like a real human being <laughs> that has done real things, and it should be a great show. So uh, you definitely want to uh, look forward to that. And while you're doing it, maybe start some buzz. Tell a friend. Uh, like the show on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. So bad it's badcast. And then we do need. You know, I, as I think 
evinced by the quality of the discussion on this episode and all the other ones, we're pretty good at solving problems. Um, really good. Uh, and coming up with good ideas. Yeah. So uh, send us, send us uh, your things that we could help you uh, with. Uh, send us your ideas. Uh, ideas at so bad it's bad.com. It's been real. Thank you for listening. I'm John Lester and I'm out. So much, Shani. Later, guys. Later.